Philippians, where was I? Philippians chapter 3. Begin with verse 7 says, But whatever I, or whatever gain I had, I counted as loss. This is Paul talking, writing to the Philippians. He's writing about his life. He's writing about, he was a very accomplished minister. You know that. He was a very accomplished minister. He, he had grown up with a, with a sole intent of becoming one of the leaders of the day, the Pharisees, Sadducees, you know, the, the Sanhedrin. He was being trained by the best of the best, Gamaliel. And he was, he was being raised up in that, and, and, and he had made accomplishments, and he had just listed a bunch of them. If you want to go back and read that, he listed a bunch of those accomplishments. But he said, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, and that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. To know him. Paul, who's already accomplished all the things. Most people would have looked at all the plaques on his wall, all the, the credentials, all the accomplishments, and they would have said, wow, there's, there's a guy. That's pretty amazing. He's amazing. But he says all of that was garbage compared to knowing Christ. That's the problem. Is we, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself. I'm not, you know, I'm not, this is not a, you're in trouble, sermon. It's, the, it's humanity. I'll show you. It's humanity. Has always been humanity. To have the very thing, the most important entity, the most important any, any reason, the most important anything in the whole world, wanting you to know Him, and we get busy doing something else. Go all the way back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve, they were in the garden. They, you know, have you ever thought, hey, I wish I could just have all of God's attention? Well, you do, <laughs> just in case your mind's already moving, you already do. But Adam and Eve were in the garden all by themselves, only two of them in the whole world. They got to see, they got to walk with God every day in the cool of the day, in a physical form, in, in manifestation. And then this happens, Genesis chapter 3, beginning with verse 4. But the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die. We all know the story. I'm not going to go into all the background. For God knows that when you eat of, eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, 
and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. God was all, they knew God. God was making himself known to them. He was, he was spending time with them in the garden. They were spending time with him. And yet they listened to another voice that says, well, it's not exactly the way it is. And they believed that voice. That's the, that's the strange thing. Is you had nothing else but the voice of God, your whole existence. And then you hear one other voice that says, well, that's not exactly how it is. And you believe that, that voice over the voice of God. It's human nature. You know, you're, we're all in it together. We're all, we all need help. And praise God, he gave us help. Praise God, he gave us help. But they, they knew him, and yet they believed something that wasn't true about him. So when, when, it, when it happens to us, okay, it's the, it's the, it's the, the world we live in, it's the, the environment, it's, the, it's, the, it's this world. The thing is, we don't have to. It's going to take work. It's going to take work. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But it's possible. Slide over to Psalm chapter 95. I'm going to hit three different places, old, new, Psalms, kind of like our daily reading. Old, new, Psalms. Remember the daily reading? Those of you who haven't, if, you've, uh, for, if you're new here, we, we have a reading program. We're not, not that you have to. You can do any one that you want. We just want you in the Word every day. We want you in the Word. We want you reading the Bible. We want you Look at some. Look at a team. Why don't you, you teens look at each other and go? We want you in the Bible. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Gold star. Nice job. All right. He has the reading program in his Bible. That's the way we like it, right there. But you can do any anything. You can do any reading program. And for those of you who are like, you know, you're you're, I don't know how to explain it nicely. Things got to be just so. Things got to be just. We're going to start a new one on the 1st of January. So that then, and we're going to do a one-year read through the Bible, and we're going to do, I don't know, are we going to do a two-year read through the Bible? I don't know. We're going to do, it's all going to start next week, or this week. So there'll be all kinds of announcements and, and you know, emails and all that kind of stuff. But read through the Bible, and, and uh, we're going to read through it chronologically. That's the way we're going to start it in January is to read it chronologically. So it'll be a good time. All right, Psalm chapter 95, beginning with verse 6, says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture. Now remember... As David, as this is being written, they're in the Old Testament. This is this; these are the Israelites saying this. Remember that. That's that's what's important. It's not. We see it through our eyes today, but remember, this is the children of Israel. This is these are the Hebrews that are saying this right now. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah. As on the day at Masa, 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 in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work, 
There it is. They saw God. They saw God work. They saw the pillar of fire. They saw the, 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 the cloud. They saw the, the miracles. They saw the, the, the food. The, and yet when they got to the, to the waters of Meribah, they were like, oh, wait, this is bad water. What are we going to do? We're going to die. Why would you bring us out here to die of thirst? And God was like, come on. Really? If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Gosh, why do we, if we know it's true, God is true, God is real. He exists. I'll tell you he exists. Anybody here know that God exists? Yeah. Ask anybody here. If you're having trouble, if you're having trouble with this thought, if you're watching on, on video somehow, call us. We can tell you God is real. Well, how do I know that? Because I've experienced him. Why are we witnesses? Oh, see, this all ties together. I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead, but I want to give you a little sneak preview. We're witnesses of what? That he exists. Well, how do we witness that he exists? We're able to tell people, God did this in my life, and he did this in my life, and he did this in my life. And the whole, but the, here's, the, here's the, the fight, here's the war, is constantly Satan's going, no, he doesn't, no, he doesn't, no, he didn't do that, eh, it was just a coincidence. Nah, are you sure that's what God said? And even the Israelites, who only knew God, they, they could see the, 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 the evidence of God, but they didn't have God in them. Even they said, well, you know, I, just, I, I saw the water part. Yeah, I walked through. I saw the manna. I saw the, 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 the birds. I saw, I saw the water from the rock. I saw, the, I saw all this stuff. But, uh, you know, I just, how can I? They hardened their hearts. They went, no, that's not the way God is. You know, stop it. I don't know who I'm talking to. I am. I'm talking to somebody who's struggling with the reality that God exists. The reality that God is good. The, re- the reality that God loves you. He does. I, I don't know what I can do to convince you other than to, to tell you, my goodness, if you knew me, if you knew me 35 years ago, praise God I've only been married 34 years because 35 years ago she wouldn't have married me because I was, I was terrible. I was, ah, I don't even like to think about it. I was like, yeah. God loved me enough to give me another chance. He loves you. And if he loved me, if he loved Paul, if you hear his voice today, I'm speaking to somebody. Somebody needs to hear this. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day at Massa in the wilderness when your father has put me to the test. Well, let's, let's see if God is good. Let, let's see if he can really pull this off and put me to the proof. Though they had seen my work, Verse 10, for 40 years I loathed that generation. Yikes. 
Those are some, those are some harsh words. I loathe that generation and said, they are a people who go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. Why did they go, why did they go aside? Because they did not know his ways. They had seen his ways. Don't lose that. They, they all had seen it. They all had experienced God, but they didn't know him. Joshua, was, Joshua said, I want to know you. I want to know. Moses said, I want to know your ways. Paul says, I want to know him. This last year, we, we started talking about hearing the voice of God. Why do, why do we need to hear the voice of God? Well, because you need to hear the voice of God. Heathens, no, I'm not raising my like I am one. <laughs> Heathens hear the voice of God. They do. And the whole world hears the voice of God. But they don't choose to listen to him. They choose to reject. And then they, re- they choose so much that they, far- they finally harden their heart to hearing his voice. Everybody hears the voice of God. But, but if, we've been, if we've spent some time rejecting him, it takes a little while to hear, hear him more clearly again. So we spent time on hearing the voice of God. Then we start, we talked about, what did we talk about? The gifts. The gifts. We talked, we spent many weeks on the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the gifts are one of the ways that the, that the world sees Him. And then we, it gives us room, it gives us an opportunity to be able to witness the, the fact that He exists. You, you lay hands on someone, even if they're a heathen, I've done it. I've done it many times. When I've, I've laid hands on someone who did not believe and they were healed, they had to then deal with the fact that God is real. And it gave me an opportunity to say to them, God is real and he loves you. They get to hear the good news. He sent Jesus to die on the cross because they knew that that wasn't going to happen outside of that moment, outside of him. So we talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we're all supposed to walk in that. Each. All of us. And just now. You know, somebody heard in their head, well, except for you, you're not going to experience that. That's a lie. That's a lie. Do you mean that Satan can talk in church? Not through the pastor, but through other people. No. But he does. He, why? Because he comes immediately to steal the seed. The, the seed is God loves you. And he's got a plan for your life. And he's got power. And he's got anointing. And he wants to give you hope. And he wants to give you a future. And every time I said that, somebody, another person triggered and went, well, except for me, because you know, I don't have a future because, because, because. No. See? You've got to choose. You've got to choose. Choose this day. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Go over to John. Like I said, I want to do Old Testament, Psalms, and now New Testament. 
Do you know who else knew God? Who in the New Testament knew God? A lot of people knew it. But who was Jesus knew God? Now you're going to say, well, Jesus was God. Yes, he was. But he chose to put all of that aside and come to earth and start all brand new. He started out at that, as that baby in the manger. And that baby didn't, wasn't, didn't, wasn't created and formed with all the knowledge of God in his head. He didn't. That baby was just like every other baby. He didn't have the sin nature, but now that you're born again, you don't either. Just so I throw that in there. You can know him just the same way Jesus knew him. But he had to grow. He had to grow up in him. Jesus knew him. At the end of his life, he's talking to his disciples, John chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. He's talking about the end, his, the end of his life and moving forward. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Anybody who ever says that Jesus didn't say that he was God? There's another one. Verse 2, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. And then we get to Thomas. Verse 5, Thomas said, said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus answered him in verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. Jesus came so that we can know the Father. Adam and Eve knew the Father. Adam and Eve spent time with the Father. Adam and Eve knew the Father, still thought, ah, we're smarter than God. We're going to try a different way. And here we are today. God said, no, 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 guys, you missed it. Here, here's, I'm going to show you how much I love you because I'm going to take a bunch of people that nobody wants and I'm going to make something out of them. And he spent 3,000 years building this group of people to show us, to show the world, how much he loves the world. You know, nobody liked the Jews. Nobody. The Egyptians didn't like the Jews. The Canaanites didn't like the Jews. Everybody, nobody liked the Jews. But God loved the Jews. He chose to. Just like he chose to love you. Because nobody... No, I shouldn't go there. The reality is, why would you love anybody else? Why would I love anybody? If God didn't exist, why would I love? Even marriage would be a whole. It'd be it'd be about selfishness. Selfishness. I almost said selfishism. Pastor Greg has a dictionary of all the words I've made up over the last 30 years. 
Selfishism. Add that one in there. <laughs> it's about selfishness. The only, way, the only reason we know how to love is He loved us first. And how did He love us? <laughs> he laid down His life. He laid down His life multiple times. Now we think about the ultimate one, the one at the cross, but He laid down His life just to be born. He laid down His existence. Hebrews says He laid down, He, he left those things behind. He counted them as nothing, as ought to be here with us to reveal Himself, to reveal His Father to us. He started out in the most lowly way possible. Why? Because He wanted to show you it's not about prestige. It's not about power. It's about Him. It's about Him. So He came. (laughs) Wow, it's good stuff. He came because it's about Him. Oh, I don't want you to miss this, because I almost missed it. It's about Him. He came because it's about Him, and then through Him, He could show His Father who is Him. But then He left, because that's where my mind went. All of a sudden my mind went, well, but then you left. And He goes, no, but then I filled you. I filled you. Why did He fill you? Why has He filled you with Him? To show the world Him. Because my goodness, if He'll use Him, He will use anyone. (laughs) Or her, or them, or... If If He'll use me, come on guys, really? Why? It's not about me. It's about Him. And how do we show Him more? We need to know Him. We need to know Him. Jesus said, you know the way. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. But now, from now on, you do know Him and have seen Him. He is telling them, you do know my Father now. You know Him. They weren't born again yet. No, because that's a choice. That's a decision you have to make. To be born again. You can, you know you can know who God is, you can know He exists, you can, you can know about Him. And right here it says, you know Him, and they weren't even born again yet. They still then at that, because Satan knows Him. Talks with Him, has talked, I don't know if He still does. There's that whole getting cast out of heaven thing. That may be over. For at least, you know, we're reading through Job. You guys having fun reading through Job right now? That's one of the places we're at in the Old Testament. (laughs) To know Him. He says, you know the Father. Why? Because you know Jesus. All right, now what do we do with that? Jesus said to him, "Have uh, let's go back. If you know me, you have known the Father, verse 7. 
For now, from now on, you know him and have seen him. Jesus was saying, I'm the Father. I'm the Son. I'm the representation here on earth. I'm the, I'm the, the representation of God on earth. I'm the representation of God on earth. I'm. Say that once, because it's going to be really hard for, you, for, for many of you. Say, I'm the representation of God on earth. Some of you are even struggling with that, going, wait a second. I don't know that I can say that. That's our problem, isn't it? Because we don't know him. To the point we need to know him. To the point where we're going, I don't get it. Okay, here's where I am at. After all these years. I've, I've been walking this since I was four years old, so a long, long time. Struggled, fell, stood back up, fell, stood back up, fell, fell. <laughs> stood back up. But I've been walking with him for over 54 years. And here's the deal. I'm to the point now where it's like, I don't get it. I don't know why he would do this for me, but I'm so glad he did. Why did he do it? Because it's, it's not about me. He did it for him. He created Adam and Eve for him. He, he chose the Israelites for him. He sent his son. He came here for him. So why do we think this has anything to do with me? Or you? It's about him. So then we just need to start spending some time getting to know him so that we can rightfully re, uh, uh, relate him to the world around us. So we can say the things he would say and do the things he would do and quit doing the things that I would do. Still working on that. Why? Because I'm the representation of Christ on this earth. Say that again. Say it with me. Say, and point to yourself. Say, do this. It's going you know, to bother you. You need to practice this through the, week, through, the, through the week. I'm the representation of Christ on this earth. Boy, and all the religious... Ugh, ugh. Even some of us who are more free than others are going, I, yeah, can I say that? Yes! Not because you're anything. Because you, first thing you've got to do is get you out of your head. Oh, my goodness. See, that's why the Jews were so mad at him. That's why they were ticked at Jesus, because he had the audacity to say, I am the representation of God on this earth. <laughs> when they didn't realize they were supposed to be. That's why God's going, come on. I did all of this so that you could represent me on the earth. And they were like, no, 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 no. And then they used, used their, well, the authority that they could see in Scripture to manipulate and do all the human stuff. <sighs> Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you still don't know me, Philip? Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped over eight. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. Just show us the Father. Come on! Jesus goes, I have been showing you the Father. I am the Father. I am the representation of God on this earth. 
Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Here's the deal. There has to become a point in your life. And I'm just I'm going to keep pushing that button. And I don't know how long I'm going to keep pushing that button. But it may be as long as I pushed the hearing the voice of God button. It may be as long as I've pushed the, 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 the gifts button. And it may be as long as the flowing in the supernatural. Why, do we have to, why did we have to go through all those weeks of flowing in the supernatural? Because we're supposed to flow in the supernatural. Because God is supernatural. And if we're struggling every day going, well, I don't deserve to flow in the supernatural. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. We need to flow in the supernatural so that they see Him. We've got to get over ourselves. Really, 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 get over yourself. Really, 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 stop it. Really, really, quit questioning. Quit doubting God's love for you. Quit, quit it. Why? Because in the years to come, the days, weeks, months, and years to come, they need to see Jesus. And they're not going to see him any other way than through you. Because he's done everything he's going to do. He sat down at the right hand of the Father because he did his part. He set it up so that the whole world would be full of Jesus's. And yes, you're not Jesus. Okay, don't, not gonna get, don't, get, don't say I'm getting weird here. I'm not. He's Jesus. We just represent him here. And he's given you the authority to represent. He's given you the name. That's why that was so awesome. He's given us the name. Verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is me is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. That's what he does with us. He gives us his words. He puts us, I'm not, we're not, I'm not speaking on my own authority. My goodness, if you know who I was, I mean, even now after 34 years of sanctification, it's not about me. I, it's not my authority. But I'm learning that I can stand up here and say some things. And I can stand out there and say some things and do some things because I know the authority that I've been given. I know who I am. I'm, begin, I'm, I'm starting to come to grips with the fact that I know who I am. It's time for all of us to come to grips with the knowing who you are. Why? Because the world needs you. The world needs you. You're going, the world doesn't need me. There's all those voices again. No, the world needs Jesus in you. That's why. That's why you don't kill yourself. That came out of the Spirit. That's why you don't kill yourself. Why? You don't kill yourself because God is in you and He's showing, yourself, showing Himself to the world. And if you choose... A, If you choose to end that voice, He loves you. He's put Himself in you. He's put Himself in you. 
You're that valuable. You are that valuable. We have to understand who we are. My goodness. That's how valuable you are. He chose. He chose you to represent Him. That's why when you're going to sin in some selfish, cheap way, don't do it. Don't cheapen yourself. Why does Satan want you to do it? Because it cheapens you. It cheapens your image of you. It doesn't cheapen you. Because God, God knew you were going to be a goofball before you, before you thought you were going to be a goofball. And so then you beat yourself up. I'm such a goofball. And knock it off. Don't get into that cycle. He loves you. Just stop doing stupid things. Stop doing, I've got a mirror. Stop doing stupid things. Verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on the accounts of the works themselves. There's that, why the supernatural? Because it's because of the works. People see the works and go, that's not natural. That's supernatural. Now I've got to deal with the supernatural existence. Why did Jesus do miracles? He could have just spoke with authority and it would have been the word of God. But he did the miracles because they went, huh, now they've got to pay attention to this. Now I've got to deal with that. Like was it Josh McDowell years and decades and decades ago, Jesus was either a lunatic or, what's the three? A liar. A liar, a lunatic, or Lord. you got to deal with him on that level. You don't just get to write it off. And when people experience you, they, really, they don't get to write it off. They won't. And here's the deal. They may say that they're writing you off, but they're not. It's bothering them. It's bothering them. Right. Yeah, because it's not you. It's the Holy Spirit through what you did or what you said or how you retreated them or what. It's, it's about Him and it, it, ooh, it just bothers them. I love bothering people. <laughs> Verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. <laughs> the greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Well, what about that time that... Yep, there it is. We've got to get over that. Now to the verse. Here's the thing. It's not just enough to know the name. It's not just enough to know and to tell the story about what Jesus did. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to know Him. This is this just as we were getting to the end there. This go to Acts chapter nineteen. Acts chapter nineteen. We go to verse eleven.
And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. Why? Because they realized the name has power. That authority has power. It was happening in other places, and his disciples are going, and this is before he even died on the cross. They said, his disciples went, hey, they're praying for people in your name. Should we stop them? They're not part of us. Why? Because they got, it's him. They could realize, they realize it's him. And if, if we talk about in that authority, it works for us. If it worked for unbelieving or non born again pre Jesus death people, <laughs> you know that whole verse that says, I don't come to you with you know, plausible words of wisdom, and that was it right there. Non part of the Jesus group people. They realize that there's power in the name. They start using his name and people start getting healed. Should we stop them, Jesus? They're not in our group. He's going, what are you talking about? This is what I'm talking about. He says, they're showing me. They're taking me to the next level, even before the disciples did. Or maybe right after if he sent them out and they were, I don't know how, you know, I'd have to study a little bit. But here, these itinerant Jewish exorcists took, undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of Jewish high priests named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, and here we go. Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? Why? Why could they say that to them? Because they were invoking the name without knowing him. They were invoking the name. Now they got the demon's attention. But they're going, wait a second. You don't know him, do you? Well, and even Jesus said, he goes, when I, when I come back, or you know, at, at the judgment, there's going to be people saying, Lord, Lord. And he goes, I, I don't know you. You can have the form of godliness, but deny its power. Because where's the power? In him. You have to know him. If, if you are in your life, if you're in a point in your life where you're struggling with this whole Jesus thing, it's because you don't know him. It's because you don't know him yet. You don't really know him. If you're doubting him, if you're, if you're doubting his existence, or if you're doubting his goodness, or if you're doubting his power, his authority, if you're doubting any of that, if you're doubting yourself in that, it's because you don't know him well enough yet. So what do we need to do? We can remedy that. Here's the cool thing. We can remedy that starting right this second. Totally. We don't, you don't have to spend another day struggling. How do you do that? Okay, here we go. Everybody ready? 
if you don't know him at all, if you've never met him, if you've never accepted him into your, Lord, er, into your life as, as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know him, you can do that right here, right now. How do you do that? I'm so glad you asked me. How do you do that? Jesus, Jesus said, or Paul said, Jesus, repent of your sin. Father, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the sin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the sin is actually that I'm going through this life without you. I don't know you, but I want to know you. I want to know you. So when it says repent, it means I don't, I'm walking through life in this direction and I, and I don't know God. I want to know you. You change the way you think. You change your direction. You change who you are. You repent. You turn. And you repent and you move towards Him. Yes, I'm sorry for my sin. Sorry for my sin, but I was a sinner. That's what sinners do. Sinners sin. The problem was I don't know you and I want to know you. I want to know you. Come into my life. I'm praying here. Just, you, know, you don't have to, you don't have to repeat without, you know, after me, but just see in case you recognize, you know, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for rejecting you. Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. Come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Be the boss. Because I've been messing it up going in this direction. I want, come in and be the Lord of my life. And as the Lord of my life, I'll do what you tell me to do. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try to do what, what you tell me to do. But here's the deal. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Fill me, Holy Spirit, to give me the ability, the power to be a witness, to know him. And then, so, so that's how you do it. You, just, you confess him with your mouth. You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You say, okay, Lord, I want, I want you to be Lord of my, what you did on the cross for me saves me from my sins, but I want to know you. I want you to be the Lord of my life. That's how you take the first step. If you're, if you're beyond that step and it's been a while and you've kind of, then just repent and say, Lord, sorry. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be glib here. But I also don't want to go, oh, I'm so sorry. It's going to take me three weeks to repent <laughs> of the horrible, horrible, terrible Christian I am. Stop it. He doesn't need that. He just wants you to change your direction. Father, I'm back. I'm sorry. I'll tell you that what I said, what I said after five years of complete stupidity, God, I don't know if you want me to. Now, I know better now. I don't know if you want me back, but I want to come back. Oh, right then, right there. He was that father running to that son. Because he wants to. Not because I made him. Lord, I'm sorry. Man, I'm so sorry. There was a lot of crying and other stuff going on too, but I won't act that out. So if you, need to re if you need to come back to him, now's the perfect time. Why not right now? Because you know the difference. You've heard the truth. You've heard the truth. You know that there's, you know, you may not understand everything. That's okay. I don't understand. You, know, you understand everything? Do you understand everything? No. You don't have to understand everything. You just need to be humble. Say, okay, Lord, I'm in. What do I need to do today? I want to know you. Now, if you've been a walking with God believer for many, many years, he wants you to know him more. And how do you do that? 
Same way. Lord, I want to know you more. 